Today's stock is officially Chazayin. We are at the bottom of Chafav Amadalis. We pick up with Amarava, um, um, two lines on the bottom. And we're dealing again with the ability to sell a, a shul and other parts of the shul and things related to the Sefer Torah. And the one initial limitation we had was one more about who has um, rights um, and the question about is it's one thing to sell it in a village but something that's in more of a city might have a, 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 might have a global communal ownership not just of the people of the city but of everyone and then there's a the question of really who has the right to sell it um, now we get back to the halachic question about the consequence of selling it or the halachic uh, not so much the uh, ownership or the uh, issue of the right but the question uh, uh, of selling um, but in terms of um, you know in terms of of what are the uh, ritual limitations and what can be done with the money. So Amar Rava says, Rava, These limits, presumably that you have to use the money for a higher purpose and not for a lower purpose, is only when it was not, so, when it was not sold by the seven goods, good people of the city in the presence of all the people of the city. So these seven good people of the city, like upstanding citizens of the city, these are seen as like, if you were the city elders. They're seen as the people that represent the lay leadership of the city. Okay, there was this concept of Shiva Tuve Ha'ir. So this was represented the lay leadership of the city. So that's only, those limits apply only when it's not sold in the, with the elders together with the presence of the whole city. Like Mama Rashi Ha'ir sort of evokes the whole story with, um, you know, what is it? With Ephron, you know, and Ha'kiti. Uh, and he says, you know, Shar Iro Lemur, you know, doing the sale in the presence of everybody in the city. So that's only when it was sold, let's say, by the, you know, question of like one or the other, either by somehow some group of people of the city without the elders or the elders without being in the presence of the city. But if it's sold by the elders in the presence of the city, so it's like you have the official backing of both the popular vote of the city and the authorities of the city, and everybody combined, or the village, is selling it, in that case, in that case, top of dummy. Even to drink in it beer is okay. Now, there's a big question about the word drink in it or drink with it. What's the difference? If you said you can even drink beer in it, then what do you mean? You can drink beer, beer where? In the synagogue that after it was sold you have completely if you would desacralize the synagogue and could be used for any purpose if you read if you can drink beer with it with what with the proceeds so the, simple, the, the, the initial sense that we're talking about here, because our mission has not yet addressed what can be done with the synagogue after it's sold. And we are going to see that discussion come up in a later Mishnah. The first immediate concern of the hours is not what you can do with the synagogue, but what you can do with the money. So many we've shown him choose to read this Gemara, you can drink with the proceeds money. You can use the money, the proceeds, to buy beer. Okay, but some, including Rashi, read that you can even drink beer in the synagogue. That if the uh, elders of the city, together with the whole city, are behind the sale, then it completely desanctifies the synagogue. Okay, now that's an interesting question. What process do you need to desanctify the synagogue? How exactly does that occur is, you know, again, I'll 
remind you that according to the Ramban, once it's no longer being used for the mitzvah, it's like a lulav after sukkis, you can use it for anything you want. You can even throw it out. So as long as everybody is behind it changing its status, we're not using this anymore, then you use anything you want. No limits. Okay? Um, so that is one idea. I want to bracket that because we're going to get to the issue of what you can do with the synagogue after it's been sold later and we'll actually see in a later Mishnah that it might even not require any special circumstances. As a general rule, you might be able to use it for pretty much anything with a small number of things you can't use which are considered really like disres- deeply, you know, disgraceful and disrespectful. Same way like you don't, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, when, before we throw out our lula, we tend to like wrap it in something. We don't throw it out with the chicken bones and the rest of the garbage. Okay, so that's going to be a later mission. It might be in general you have a lot of latitude what to do with the synagogue after it's sold. So we're going to focus on what the focus of our Mishnah, which seems to be the primary focus of it, of what can you do with the proceeds. And even there the issue is, is that the limit of the proceeds or the transfer of some status of Kiddushah to the proceeds is only when it is legally sold, but somehow not in some way that represents like a complete backing of everybody. But if there's a sense that represents a complete backing of both the authorities and the people, then somehow it's like you're completely free to use the money. And again, this is an interesting question of conceptually what is the mechanism going here? Because if there's some mechanism of transfer of Kiddushah, then who cares if everybody is behind it? How does the Kiddushah disappear? Okay, which is again the reason that the Ramban plays down the idea of classic models of Kiddushah and speaks primarily about is it respectful to use the money for something else or not since it was once used for a mitzvah and if it's all an issue of is it respectful and proper and so on then you can sort of start fudging it under different circumstances but this really represents you know challenging questions of what is the whole mechanism yes my question is I know that the Gemara had brought up the issue that there are people from elsewhere so even if you do it no, we're no longer dealing with people from elsewhere now we're dealing with a kfar a village oh, okay, so we're back to a village and we're back to the limits of the like mitzvah thing, you then it. you couldn't sell it to begin with yes in Ramban's view or Right. Yeah, so that's the funny thing. Not the, oh, the the decommissioning. What do they also call it with a in a museum? The deascension or something of the uh, anyway where they sell their paintings. Anyway, right. The decommissioning comes by this more formal process that everybody is there, as opposed to just oh you know the board officer signed off on it. You get everybody. You get all of the people to come together mm-hmm. and uh, participate in the sale. You know the that formally sort of completely sort of withdraws the status. But again, it's funny exactly what that mechanism is. Let's keep on going. Ravina Havilehutila, the Beit Knishta. Ravina had a certain mound of a Beit Knesset, a Beit uh, uh, collapsed synagogue. Um, and presumably, he wanted, question, did he own it? Was he interested in it? Let's take, yeah, let's take a look. Also, the coming to Ravashi, he came to Ravashi, Ravashi, and he said to Ravashi, Maula Mizra, can I plant on the field? Amalei, he said to him, Zil Zavnei Shiva year. go buy it from the seven elders of the city. So it sounds like he was, he was interested in it. Okay, he wanted to buy it. So go buy it from the seven elders of the city, in the presence of the people of the city, the Zara, and then you can plant it. So again, very confusing. It said he had it, but then it said he wanted to buy it. And again, this sort of reinforces, seems to be Raji's approach, that doing this type of a formal sale with everybody present, you know, the, the elders and the people, allows you also a wide range of use for what you're going to do with the synagogue itself. And that that's a process that allows not just use of the money, because we're, we're talking about the money here. So again, various Rishonim who want to focus on the money try to reinterpret this case. But this does sort of reinforce Raji's read, that it gives you 
opportunity to do what you want with the, yeah but then again why the Anshe Ha'ir what's going on here that somehow that process also gives you more latitude with what to do with the synagogue itself okay but again keep it all in mind because the question of what to do with the synagogue will come up in a Mishnah later which should be today's daf if we get there okay so the Mura continues Rami Bar Abba Havi Kabani Be Knishta Rami Bar Abba was building a synagogue Havi Ha'i Knishta Atika and there was an old synagogue Havi Ba'i Mistre the last so he had a great idea. Let's knock down that old synagogue that nobody's davening in anyway, and let's go ahead and use the beams and the stones and use them to rebuild this, to build this synagogue. Right? Why pay for more raw materials? The Yulei and bring it here. So he was sitting and he was sort of pondering the following question. The statement of Rav Chizah. Dama Rav Chizah, because Rav Chizah says in Baba Basra, People should not knock down one synagogue until they build another synagogue. So why not? That's because you're afraid people will be negligent. They'll knock down the first synagogue, and then ne- they won't exactly get around to building the next one, and they'll be without a synagogue. And it also won't be, A, they'll be without a synagogue, and B, it won't be respectful that this was knocked down, and it, it's, 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 it wasn't used for the other, you know, for the other one. So, so that was the concern. So that's true. What about this case? You're already in the process of building the second synagogue. So there's no concern that it's going to be, you're going to be negligent. You're going to knock down and schlep it here. It's not, you've got plans to build a synagogue. You're in the middle of building the other synagogue. So also the coming to Rav Papa, he came to Rav Papa, the Asule, and Rav Papa said, no, I'm sorry, it's still forbidden. The coming to Rav Huna, came to Rav Huna, the Asule, and he made it forbidden. How can he post I don't know. Well, that's a good question. That is a good question. What's he doing? Keep on asking other people. Maybe he was asking hypothetically, okay, but, uh, but you're right. Asule made it forbidden. It's a good question, right? How could he go to someone else? Um, Amar Rav, now the Gemara doesn't sort of tell us why not. Is it a type of a low plug? Is it somehow an issue that's not just Mishum? Is it also because of a question of, like, disrespect, you know, to knock it down? But uh, if it's still standing, I mean, you know, until you sold it, as long as you haven't sold it, even if it's, no, even if it's defunct, maybe you can't knock it down. Maybe it has to be sold in order to allow it then to be knocked down. It's not clear. We're going to have another story right here that's also going to deal with a similar issue about what's the story about it before it's been sold. Okay? Because again, even if the sale, until now we've been focusing, what can you do with the proceeds? But I've been telling you that when you, once you've sold it, the synagogue itself might be able to be used for a wide range of purposes, particularly if you sold it with Mama Rancheia, but maybe even not. Maybe once you sold it, it's fine. But how about if it hasn't yet been sold? So this scenario is, it hasn't been sold it's defunct it's, break, it's falling down but it hasn't been sold maybe you're still somewhat restricted right. let's so take a look at the next case about really, something similar about that what? Uh, that's a good question and I guess again that does get discussed because then even if you said there was some issue about you know about it sort of respecting it and its current status and so on it's like it's all in the process of building it it's not in the process of destroying it so that's a good point yes. I don't understand how is, if it's not sold how are we able to just use the beans unless he's stealing what? you can't just Let's say he owns both of them. But the point is, you know, or the city owns both of them, and the city is building the second one. They're not stealing. It's not a question of ownership, but the question of its status as a synagogue. As long as you haven't sold it, even if you own it, it still has the status of a synagogue. That's, that might be the issue, right? So you can't destroy a synagogue, even if you're going... Now, again, this also gets to the question, I'll remind you, of the Mishnah, of uh, saying that you have to use something that you do sell for a higher purpose. 
here it was being used, or that's the question, is it use it for a higher or don't use it for a lower? Here it's being used for the same purpose. But also, it's not just being sold and it's proceeds, it's actually destroying it. So as long as it's a synagogue, even if it's yours, you might be limited. But okay, or it could just be a low plug, a puce of concern of negligence. You build the other one, you, need, you don't need to sell and you can still destroy it. What? It implies you've already built the other one, right? Yeah. You could destroy it. No, because the first one is still a synagogue. Until you've sold it, maybe it's still a synagogue. Adibana, yeah, doesn't it say? It, 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 oh, Adibana. That's, yeah. that's an interesting question. Okay, does, does the very fact that you've created a replacement somehow yeah. shift? Maybe that's interesting. Okay, anyway, the Gemara doesn't explain why. And maybe it's still, it's because of Pusa. Let's take a look. Um, I'm a says Rava. Hi, Knishta, if you have a synagogue, Chalufa Vizavuna Shari. If you exchange it, Okay, so basically it's like, you know, this happens, right? A property swap. You know, I'll take your building and use that for a synagogue. You take my building, you'll knock it down and build some uh, high-rise or something. Once you've exchanged it, fine. That's, uh, or certainly selling it, that's permissible because now it's no longer a synagogue. It's been sold. It's been exchanged. An exchange is a form of sale. Now, it, what, again, not what the proceeds you can do with the synagogue, whatever you want. It lost its status. Okay, that's fine. Shop your sorry. Ogura, Ogura, Umashchona, to rent it or to use it as collateral, so it's still a synagogue. It hasn't been sold, right? So if there's no sale, then, and you want to rent it out, rent out my synagogue so people can use it as a, uh, a, a youth hostel, that's forbidden. Oh, sir, it's still a synagogue. So it needs to be sold in order for its status to change. My time why? Because it still retains its sanctity until it's been sold, its status remains. Okay, so, so what do you mean part of it. In other words, can I still use it as an and use half of it as a possible? What? Can you use half of it as a use possible? Um, yeah, that's a question about Snaihina Let's not go into that. Livni Nami by the uh, bricks as well. Let's say you got bricks that you set aside for building the synagogue. Chalufinu vizavinu shari. You sell the bricks or you exchange them. Then they are desanctified. They can be used for whatever they need to be. Azfunahu, if you if you lend out the bricks, I don't know what it means to lend a brick, but okay, usher, it's forbidden. So honey million, that is only the atikta old bricks like in the previous case the synagogue was falling down and there were some even some bricks that already dislodged so there it still retains its status until it's sold um, you've just been piling up bricks and bought bricks to build a synagogue you haven't built them into the synagogue yet then there's no sanctity the fact that you bought them for that purpose and planning to use them does not give it sanctity until it's actually been built into and used as the synagogue the Afilu and now this gets into a a larger conceptual issue. The Fulman Amar Hazmana Milsahi, even according to the opinion that designating is significant even before it's used and it gives something a status. Honey Mili Kigona Ori Beged Lamate. That's for example if somebody goes ahead and weaves a shroud for a, for a corpse. So even before it's placed on the uh, dead body, according to one opinion, if it's woven and made for that for 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 the corpse, it has the status of shrouds and you cannot get benefit. That's okay, but that's when it's completely already like fit to be used. Here it's not like the garment's been woven. Here it's like you spun the thread. Okay, so just buying bricks is not yet right. You know, you know, you, what would be parallel to weaving a garment for the body and not putting it on the body would be building the synagogue and not having used it yet. So you built it, you didn't use it yet, does it have its status before it's actually been used? You made the garments, it hasn't been put on the dead body, do they have status of shrouds yet? That is the debate of Hasmana Milsa. But just, we, but just, but just, you know, having the bricks 
mosque and not yet the synagogue, that's too far removed and that designation has no significance and they, and they have no status according to everyone. All right, so now the Gemara continues. Um, a matana. Now let's say giving the building as a gift Okay, would giving the building as a gift desanctify it? Because we spoke about exchanging and selling. What about gifting the building? Okay, debated it. One forbade it, one permitted it. Mandasa, the one who forbade it, said, "The high In what mechanism is the kedusha going to be removed? There's no money, there's no object that it's exchanged for. So if you think about normal concepts of Kiddusha, Kiddusha doesn't disappear, it has to be transferred. So if there's a sale or an exchange, it's transferred as a gift. What's it transferred on? So, very reasonable point. Umandr Shari, the one who permitted it, said, Why are you giving somebody a gift? Unless in the past, you know, you had received some type of a benefit from this person, you would not be giving them a gift now. So therefore, there is a form of exchange. Now again, the Ramban says there might be a form of exchange in some sense of that it's, you know, reciprocal. But if you need a mechanism to transfer Kiddushah, just because a, a year ago you lent me your lawnmower, you were nice to me and you helped me out, it doesn't explain where that Kiddush is going when I give you the synagogue. What's the thing it's being transferred to? So again, there is a real problem here of classic mechanisms, which is why the Ramban makes it very much not about Kiddush at all, and sort of avoiding the whole language here, and others want to say, okay, it's a Kiddusha, but it's more of a rabbinic Kiddusha, and we can be a little bit more flexible with the mechanisms. So one issue is the desanctifying of the synagogue. Does it need some objects of money, of value, of concrete to transfer the Kiddusha to? And the other challenging mechanism is that when it's sold the Shiva Tuvehair by the whole city and the, and the leader of the city, how come the money doesn't become sanctified? Then you really say, well, where did the Kedusha go? It left the synagogue and it didn't go on to the money. We can use the money for whatever we want. So there are definitely times where there's, it's hard to explain the mechanism, which is why we shouldn't really grapple with what is the appropriate model to apply here. Yeah. The of that's exactly what I just said, and therefore you can't understand why Mamadanshaya works. So that's why everybody has to say either it is a Kedusha model, but we have a very flexible mechanisms, and, you know, or the Ramban tries to avoid the whole real, real idea of Kiddusha here in the classic sense, okay, because the mechanisms do not work as they classically do. Uh, no more, we have to go. Tana Rabbanan. Now, because, interesting, and this uh, is nice for the Ramban because this is exactly the category Ramban wants to put this in, which is Tashmishe Mitzvah, not real Kiddusha. So here, Bright is introduced about Tashmishe Mitzvah. Tashmishe Mitzvah, objects used, Mitzvah objects, Nizrakin can be, can be thrown out after you're done with them, um, t- which is how the Ramban tries to understand the synagogue. Tashmishi Kedusha, objects used that are associated with Kedusha, holiness, which basically means Kisve Kodesh and Shem Hashem. Okay, now that would actually be considered the same that tells itself an object of Kedusha. Tashmishi Kedusha are things that are used in association with the Sefer Torah. Okay, we'll see what they are in a minute. Those types of things, Nignazim, even when you're done with them, you have to bury them. Okay, you, you put into Seamus. The Eluhe, not sell them. No, no, no. Only a synagogue can you sell. Things that have intrinsic Kedusha like this, you know, their status remains even when you're done with them. The Eluhe Tashmishi Mitzvah, this is objects of things used for a mitzvah. Sukkah, Lulav, Shofar, Tzitzis, 
and you're done with it. You know, you can throw it out. You don't, you don't, you're not knowing Bominag Bizayon, a way of showing disrespect, but you can discard it. Okay. The Eloin Tashmishay Kedusha, I think these are things that are used for Kedusha. Luskimi, which, um, which is a uh, Svarim, which is like a type of a uh, sack that you put, that you put uh, scrolls in. Tefillin and Mizuzot, uh, you have the uh, Tefillin and Mizuzot, which are used to house, I mean, the uh, Tefillin house the uh, actual Klafim. Um, the Mizuzot uh, is interesting, because Mizuzot normally refers to the scroll itself. So, could be that the Gemara here is actually um, talking about... Um, uh, how does it translate, by the way, Zeluskimi and Sepharim? Does it translate that as one thing or two things? Well, Zeluskimi, they call Zeluskimi Sepharim. Sepharim, which is what I said, text of Sepharim. Yeah, but it is interesting that it mentions the Mizuzah, because the Mizuzah is itself... Oh, that's how I read yeah. it. Oh, okay, fine. Got, I got it, I got it. Okay, fine. Okay, because you could, the tefillin, you could say the batin as opposed to the whatever, as opposed to the actual scro- scrolls in it, because the scrolls themselves and Shem Hashem is considered Kiddushah itself. Okay, so Jerusalem is Sfarim, Tefillin, and Mizuzot. So, uh, sacks that are used for Sfarim, Tefillin, and Mizuzot. The Tik Shel Sefer Torah, the mantle of the Sefer Torah, the Nartik Shel Tefillin, or, or also again a bag for Tefillin, the Ritzuot Ehen, and the actual Ritzuot of the Tefillin. So all these things are directly associated with the tefillin, you know, and the mezuzot and the sefer Torah themselves. Now, um, Amar Rava says Rava, Meirei Shave Amina initially used to say, Hai Korsaya Tashmish to Tashmish Vishari. A Korsaya, which actually is, is a bima, right? Our, you know, our our bima is a Tashmish of a Tashmish, two degrees removed, because it serves the cover that you put on it, and the cover is the one that's directly in contact with the sefer Torah. So it's two degrees removed from the Sefer Torah. Even the Chazina de Mosi Luye Sefer Torah, since I see sometimes they put a Sefer Torah directly on it without putting a, a, a cover on the Bima. So Amina Tashmish Kedusha Huva Aser, it's a direct Tashmish Kedusha, interesting, even though it's only presumably an occasional time that it's used that way. Vema Rav, and Rav used to say, Mirei Shavi Amina used to say, Hai Prisa, right, Tashmish to Tashmishu, that the Prisa, which is the, um, the uh, curtain that we put in front of the Aron, is a Tashmish of a Tashmish. The Aron serves the Sefer Torah, and the curtain serves the Aron. Since I see that sometimes they wrap it and they put the Sefer Torah directly on it, that sometimes they, I don't know, they remove the cover or they use the cover to directly, uh, you know, wrap the Sefer Torah around, or wrap around the Sefer Torah, um, or, or put beneath the Sefer Torah, I mean, the Tashmish Kedushah, the Tashmish Kedushah is forbidden. So again, notice, all the Tashmish Kedushah are directly associated with Sefer Torah, Tzidinu Mezuzah, and then again, this raises the question of what are we saying about the synagogue? Right? Is synagogue Kedushah or Mitzvah? And that's exactly into that gap, sort of, is where, because synagogue also has a Sefer Torah, and there's also Dvarim Shebi Kedushah, but there's also Tzidinu. So that's sort of, it's funny that Mark plops this down here, and that sort of is where, into that gap, Goes the Ramban and says we're talking about uh, that the synagogue is Dafka not touch me shake two shots. Okay, the Amar Rava Meirei Shavu Amina High Prisa. I just did that. Okay, the Amar Rava Rava also said High Tevusa the Irfat. If you have a certain um, arc that is um, you know a roan that is uh, falling apart. Okay, Meav the Teva Zutrasi. Um, uh, sh- um, shari. 
Korsaya um, Asr. If you want to take it apart and make it into a smaller ark, because you can't make the same size, I guess, because it's falling apart, that's okay. But if you want to make it into a bima, that's not okay, because a bima is a lower level, right? A bima is sometimes two degrees removed. The ark directly houses the Sefer Torah, etc., etc. Now, of course, the problem here is, how is this exactly different from the shoal that is falling apart, you know, and so on. This might be what Dove is talking about, about building another shoal in the same place. Okay, you're salvaging it, you're maintaining it, you know, by rebuilding it as a smaller one. Um, them are Rava, and Rava also says, um, high, pierce, high Prisa um, Debala, if you have a curtain that has been uh, worn away, right, like a curtain in front of the Aron, um, Prisa Lesafri Shari, if you want to go ahead and to use it to uh, be some type of a, of a wrap and a cover for, um, for, for Sfarim, you know, that is permissible for Sifrei Torah, uh, but Luchumashi, because again, you're still using it directly for Sefer Torah, not as a cover to the Aron, but as a cover for the Sefer Torah. Um, it, but that's okay. But Luchumashim Asur. If you want to use it just for Chumash, it's forbidden. Now, what's a Chumash as opposed to a Sefer Torah? So we might be inclined to say that a Chumash is more of a codex than a Sefer Torah, which is a scroll. Rashi says that a Chumash, no, means actually a single, a single one of the five Chumashi Chumashi Torah. It is a scroll, but I don't know. Somebody can tell us when exactly he started having codexes, but I do not think it was in the uh, in the in this period. I think it was a, a few, like hundreds of years later, right? That the first codex existed. Like people know what a codex is, right? You know what a codex is? It's structured like a book, but every page, but it's not printed. Every page is scribed. Okay, but the benefit of a codex is it's random access. You don't have to scroll, right? Okay, but anyway, but here chumash it means an individual Torah scroll. It's a, an individual one of the five books of the Torah, not the entire Torah. So that is a lower level of kiddushah, and therefore that would be forbidden. Okay, um, where were we? Um Rava Rav also said, Hani Zvili the Khumshi, um the com uh the country the Svari Tashmishek Dushaninhu. So the uh let me just check Rashi here. Zvili is uh right. Oh, so bags. Okay. So various bags of um for Khumashim, I mean again Khumashim means individual bo- volumes, uh, individual scrolls, and uh I lost my place here. Okay, and uh boxes used for Svarim are Tashmishek Dushan. Um, and if they get worn out, you have to bury them. Pita, obviously. Right, you just said that before. Of course you use them. No. These are not things that are done to hold them in a place of honor. Like you think about an Aron, it's a, it's a way of storing it that shows, you know, that shows respect to it. But maybe these are just like, you know, these are just like uh, footlockers. You know, yes, they're used, but they're used for storage. They're not used. You store them there, but you know, it's not a place that you place them for honor. So, it's just to protect them. Kamash Milan. The Kamash Milan presumably being that even if it is only in Turi Ba'alma, it's still touch me, Sheikh Dusha. Yes? Oh, six, seven centuries. So not too long after the Gemara was done. Okay. But... Oh, so was so wait, so they ex- it existed in Roman times? Are that your codex? Oh, so there were codexes then in the time of the Gemara. So that's interesting. So I don't know if anybody suggests that that's what the Chumash is in the Gemara. Rati says Chumash is an individual scroll. Okay, it's in, I wonder. I do wonder if people might suggest that. that is the other thing. Yes. So it's is, it seems like other things we have here are related to Shema. Yes. Right. Is, is 
God. You mean Shem Hashem. Right, right. Right, not your name or mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not shameless that you put in Gneza. Yes, okay, yes. Is, is Which is the question. God, um, there also has a receptacle for the Holy Script. Yes, so that's what I raised when we read the first Mishnah, that you could use the first Mishnah as everything is related to the Sefer Torah, right? And the whole idea of the Rechov even is not that you would daven in the Rechov, but you would bring the Sefer Torah, Torah into the Rechov. So you could mean all of this as a type of extended Tashmishay Kedushah, right? And all based on that model, right? Or you could read it as, uh, no, everything about the Sefer Torah is Tashmish Kedushah, and the synagogue is about Tefillah. Okay, so I think that that's exactly this ambiguity that's going on. It's exactly that. And I think the language we would use today is uh, facility. Well, that's the as that that's what they use. Beit is exactly sort of what it means. It's a gathering place as well. But you know, but tefillah, community facility would not give it to you shy thing in the eyes of the rabbis. <laughs> there, there are many many uses. Right. The, the, the community is gathered there. Right. As opposed to a private place for Tulai. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Which then becomes the issue that the Kedusha is Dvarim Shabi Kedusha that is said in Tefillah, which is that other approach. Right. Okay. So now the Gemara continues. Okay. Um, um, now of course Jews but Yehudai Romai for the Roman Jews okay now what does it mean for the Roman Jews was this in Rome Sirachi says it was in Bavel but it was from people that came from Rome and they built their own synagogue which is things that we know throughout history right when people came from different uh, communities or whatever they had the you know the, the synagogue for from their uh, you know for, 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 for their uh, countrymen so what exactly there you go so this the, the, the Jews the, the, the Roman Jews Jewish synagogue, the Havi Patiach Lahu Idrona, was opened up into a certain room, the Havi Machis and a dead body was in it. Now, presumably, maybe they would use that room, Rashi says, you know, to prepare dead bodies for burial and so on. Okay, but there was a door, there, there was an, an opening from one to the other. We've got a problem. Ravi Bray Kani, the male it's awesome. The Kani wanted to go David in the show. They didn't want to go to any of the other shows. They wanted to go to the, the Roman one. That's where they came from. Okay, but the problem is, there's a dead body in the next room. So, Amalela Rava, they said to Rava, what are you going to do? Amalela said to them, Dalu Tevusa, take the Aron, and place it right and they didn't have a door and, and place it in the doorway in the doorway that opened to the other room because it's a wooden uh, vessel that is made for staying in its place it's not something that's moved around a wooden vessel made for staying in its place cannot become tamay and if it can't become tamay it can be it's a barrier and it'll prevent the, the tuma from coming from the other room Amalei Rabbanu the Rava, presumably not. The Rabbi said to Rafa, "Vadinin the Metalzi Lulei Kimanach Sefer Torah Uyei." So one minute, really, he said, but it doesn't. We don't just put it in one place and leave it there. Sometimes we move it around, even when a Sefer Torah is in it. The Havelei Metalzi Malei Vereikam, and it's a vessel that's that's moved not only when it's empty, but even when it's full. And that's exactly the opposite of something that is made for staying in its place. So the Rabbi says, "Oh." That's true, you're stuck. <laughs> Which is the end of that story. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but by the way, it's interesting in that it reflects this issue about a portable Aron. And, you know, this is interesting also things that archaeologists have found about various synagogues and so on. You know, wood Aron, was it fixed? Was it built in? Or was it portable? And so on. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's what Michael's asking. So presumably, you know, I mean, the argument is, well, you know, we're just placing it. That's what we decided its place was. I mean, you know, it's not totally saying this old, this is this is what it is. It's a block. It's whatever. Just choose to place your own there. I don't. But you're right. It's a good in question. Front of the dead body. It's not in front of the dead body. In the doorway. In the doorway. All right. Anyway, uh, but it's a good question. Exactly. You know, when do you? How do you frame exactly what's respectable? Amar Marzutra. So you have now uh, things that were used, uh, wraps that were used for svarim, um, either sifrei Torah or sifrei Tanakh, and they're worn out, and you can't use them for anything else. So what's the halacha? You have to bury them. We learned that. So he says, you know what you should do for them? Use it and use, turn them into shrouds. So you have to bury them anyway. This will be how you bury them. Okay? So you don't have to get to an argument of is this Malin B'Kodesh or not Malin B'Kodesh. You know, this is a, you could actually just frame it as a form of burying them. Um, and you get to use them for a mitzvah. I'm a rubber. Save a Torah Shabbalah. You have a Save Torah that's worn out, you know, and that obviously can no longer be used. Uh, you bury it near a Tamid Chacham in the, I don't know even if he's not a real Tamid Chacham like he really knows how to analyze and has a good Gemara cup he just has like memorized a lot of Halachot right a lot of like teachings Halachot like short apodictic teachings even so it's respectful you know to bury the physical Torah by somebody that represented Torah Amar Ravacha Bar Yaakov Ubechli Cheres and you should bury it in a pottery vessel. Shanemar, the verse says, in the September Klicharis Maman Yamdu Ramim Rabim. Put it in the pottery vessel so it should stay for many years. So you might think that what we want to do when we bury a Sefer Torah is that it should, you know, dissolve, right? But actually, no. The idea is, is that you should do whatever you can to preserve it, you know. Um, I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. It's a good question. When they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, right, they were in pottery vessels, right? Yeah, but I think it also helped that the desert was very dry and whatever. Okay. Amar Rapapi Mishmed Rav, the Rava, Mibek Nishtelebe Rabbana. Now we get to an, an old theme that we've heard before. Use, which is a higher Kedushah, synagogue or study hall? So we just talked about a Sefer Torah and a Talmud Chacham. Right? Is it the physical Torah or is it the learning of the Torah? Okay, this also though raises the question, is the Beit Knesset, because of its association to the physical Torah, so then it would be physical Torah or Talmud Torah, or is the Beit Knesset because of Tefillah? And then it's about the whole Tefillah versus Torah, which is a major theme in Brachot, right? Synagogue versus, versus study hall. So, to turn something from a synagogue into a rabbi's house, study, house meaning a, I mean a base medrash, shari, that's permissible, that's going up in Kiddushah. Even though the Torah. Even, yeah. Rabbanan, the other way, a base medrash to a base knesset, asur is forbidden. Not something surprising coming from one of the rabbis, but now let's hear what Rav Papa says. Rav Papa Mishmei the Rav Amar, Masni Ippa teaches the opposite. So that you can actually, uh, Beit Knesset has hired to do Shah. Amar Ravacha says Ravacha, Kivav said Rav Papi Mistavra. Makes sense like Rav Papi that a Beit Samedrish has hired to do Shah. Dabur Rav Yoshua ben Levi, Beit Knesset Mutalasos Beit Samedrish. You can make a Beit Knesset into a Beit Samedrish. So straight statement that supports that. Shmami not. Good point. Darish Barkafra. Mind to see what's meant by the verse. Very here in this, in the spirit of Tishabav. Vayisrofis Beit Hashem Beit Beit Samedrish Vets Kobate Yerushalayim Vets Kobate Beit Kadosh Saraf Taish. This is Rabbi Nevuza Radan, the uh, general that came in of Nebuchadnezzar, came in and he burnt everything down when they were destroying the uh, Beis HaMikdash. So Beis Hashem is a Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMelech, the king's house, Elu Palter in Shemelech's castle, palace. 
Um, that's called Batei Yerushalayim Kibashman all the houses of Jerusalem that's called Bayis Gadol what's every great house Sraf Ba'esh Rabbi Yochum Rabbi Yochum Ben Levi there's a debate Charam uh, Makom Shemagazim Bo Torah it's great because there's that's where Torah increases and grows it's a base medrash Charam Makom Shemagazim Bo Tzila no it's a place where there's a normal where prayer is um, you know it, uh, um, grows there um, and increases Mandamar and it's great because of prayer Mandamar Torah Dichsi how you know Torah is associated with Gidullah because it says Hashem Chavetz Lema'ansito Yagdil Torah V'yadir Torah should be Yagdil made very great so it's a place so Abayit Gadol is a place of Torah where Torah is made great and the one is a Tzilah Safana Hagdolot Asher Asa Elisha speak about the great deeds that Elisha did now Elisha wasn't a rabbi he wasn't a Talmud Chacham Elisha the Avid where did, where did how did Elisha do his great deeds the Rachmei who does it through Tefillah so Tefillah achieves great deeds so here you have a similar you have to say what is a great house is the great house the synagogue or is it the base Medrash fascinating so let's conclude that Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi is the one that says that it's the place of Torah that he gives the Torah by a uh, a house of Torah greater status because we just quoted earlier that Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi said um, uh, I'm sorry that you can go from a transfer you know change a show into a Beis HaMedrash so you see a Beis HaMedrash is of a higher status that is a very good point so I have to tell you to me what's fascinating is the rabbis who themselves their accomplishment was in the field of Torah that you still had some of them that said a Beit Knesset was a greater place so, you know, I, I really do find that fascinating. Maybe it's because the Beit Knesset also had a safer Torah, so it still was not just about Tifilah verses, but here it's not mentioned. Here it's talked about Megadlin both Tifilah. Really sort of, you know, puts Tifilah in opposition to Torah, and you have some of the re- ones who represent Tamut Torah saying, you know, but Abayi's Tifilah is even of greater status. Um, so it's quite fascinating. Now, you could try to, you know, finesse that and say it doesn't mean tefillah is greater than Torah, but you know, again, what tefillah has, it, it has a sense of tefillah rabin, right? Tefillah bitzivor. And even though, of course, we know whole idea yeshiva, you know, hundreds of people learning Torah and so on, and the power of Talmud Torah, etc. There is not, you know, maybe there's some different status to that idea of like the community place, as you're all saying, a community house, but you know, something that is really communal prayer, as opposed to something which is sort of, you know, less has that recognized communal status to it. Um, and certainly it's a, Tfilat is more for the entire community, whereas Torah is more for the select few. So, it is still so fascinating, you know, that this, there's some rabbis that are actually giving greater weight to the synagogue over the Beit Hamidrash. Okay, yes. <laughs> right. But, you know, we, we, we understand that the rabbis tried to supplant the actions of the base of Mikdash with Talmud Torah. Right. But also organically was the idea of Beit Knesset, which was not... A substitute of a Beit Mikdash, right. Once that became uh, established, yeah. you know, that there's really no reason, perhaps, for them to favor one over the other. The, the basic idea was, how are we going to survive with those so these are two options right right um, maybe I right I hear I also what I would sort of add to reinforce that is that the beta made meaning you know the thing I said before to me is that also the beta Knesset is the entry point for everyone so you know it's sort of you know I think it's still again like 
I hear, right, I hear the point. Like, okay, you've got two ways of sort of, you know, two institutions that take the place of the Beit HaMikdash, you know, the, the, you know, the but it's, I, to me, the nagging question still is, but why would the rabbis give primacy to the one that is not the one they sort of focused on? So I still think there's an idea that this is maybe, you know, more something that everybody, you know, goes to show. Not everybody, you know, goes to the base Mandarin. But I think it, yeah, anyway, I, I think it raises very interesting questions. Let's just start, we have to literally end in two minutes. Let's just start the next line where now Baruch Hashem will fold off behind. <laughs> we might have to do two dapim on Shabbos. So here's the question that's saying at the same level. So it says, don't go down, go up. So they ask the question, can you sell an old Sefer Torah to a different show? They're going to obviously use it as a Sefer Torah. I mean, you know, nobody talk, talk about changing the status of the show. You don't talk about changing the status of Sefer Torah. Okay, but you want to sell that to a different show and you're going to use the proceeds to buy a new Sefer Torah. So is that okay to use the proceeds at an equal level? Not going up, not going down. So here's the question. Since you're not going up, it's forbidden. Since there's nowhere to go up, Sefer Torah the highest use Shapir Nami it's okay and based on this question is why most Rishonim say that by everything else it seems like you clearly have to go up the only question was raised by Sefer Torah that there's nowhere to go up to are you allowed to stay at the same level the implication being that everything else you can only go up you can't stay at the same level although that was not at all clear in the Mishnah and although that's a little bit bizarre why can't you stay at the same level anyway the Gemara asks the question by the Sefer Torah um, Tarshmakam and he if you sell Torah, don't buy Sifei Tanakh. Um, you know, so you can't go down. You can use it for Torah. But it says, no. Uh, now, you could have said the op- other line of the mission suggested the opposite. But anyway, it says, no. Our mission is B'dyevet. You already sold the Sefer Torah. So now, of course, if you already sold it, there's nothing left to do except use the proceeds for Sefer Torah. And our question is, are you allowed to sell it to stay at the same level? Tashma, come in here, go you can wrap a Sefer Torah with things that were used to wrap Chumashim the Chumashim and Chumashim you can wrap with things which are used for Nevi'im but again you can't go in the reverse you can't wrap Nevi'im and Ksuvim things you wrap Chumashim in that you can use those from Chumashim to wrap a Sefer Torah but you can't take from one Sefer Torah let's say and now use them to wrap a different Sefer Torah which is bizarre like that that even would be an issue but anyway the Gemara as transfer why is that transfer why is that not just not using it in the same way but anyway that's the way the Gemara understood that you can't transfer to the same level so you see that uh, keeping it the same level is not acceptable even in the realm of a Sefer Torah where presumably there's no choice to, of going up so the Gemara says aim a Sefer no that's not a proof because look at the end the Sefer Torah it says you can't go down aha Torah the Torah to use a wrap of a Torah for a different Torah Shabbat dummy that would be okay there's always the problem it says you have to go up you can't go down it never addresses the case of staying at the same level so the Gemara says um, from there you cannot figure out one or the other way and we will have to continue tomorrow to try to figure out about using the proceeds of a Sefer Torah for another Sefer Torah okay what no the Sefer Torah that's what I said the Sefer Torah obviously is being used as a Sefer Torah by whoever's buying it. And the question is just what you do with the proceeds. I got to run. No, it's not a problem. I just got to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it when it is.
David, tomorrow you're on here. Tomorrow you're on here. Um, you're you let me know. Okay, let me know. I'm going in. Let me know. Okay, good. All right. But don't please don't use it. Don't don't make that make that decision. All right.